0: Your Property Network magazine, the UK's leading magazine for active property investors, presents your property podcast, giving you access to some of the UK's most successful and influential property investors and developers. They will share with you their successes, failures, strategies, and tips. So whether you're an experienced property investor or just starting out, join us every week to help you plan your path to financial freedom. So let's get started with your host, Nina Hirons.
1: Hi and welcome to another episode of your property podcast with me Nina Hirons and thank you for joining me. So this week we are talking about how good design can add real value and perhaps more to the point increase your cash flow. So my question is how? Okay so we're all too familiar with the play safe and dare I say it boring even magnolia walls, plain brown carpets so should we be doing more to make our property stand out and encourage better talents? Well, my guest today, Julian Maurice of Icon Living, believes he has the answer. Julian is an investor and landlord himself, so knows oh so well the importance of great design and enjoys nothing better than pushing the boundaries and creating well-designed properties that stand out from the crowd. So working with investors and developers alike, he is raising the standards of rooms. He is certainly challenging the perceptions of our industry and working hard to give us landlords a better reputation. OK, so that's my super brief introduction, but there is no one better to talk to you more about who he is, what drives him and how he can help us than the man himself. So, Julian, welcome.
2: Hello. Hello. That's, that's such a fantastic introduction, Aww. isn't it?
1: Fantastic introduction. <gasps> I'm, I'm very humbled by that one. Man. Oh, bless mm. you. Aww. So let's get started. So, Brilliant. OK, so I've read that 93% of a potential new tenant's decision is visual. Okay, so that's a pretty important statistic for any developer or landlord to take on board, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I can't quite remember where I got that statistic from. It was um, it was a it was a survey done, and it's not just it wasn't the tenant's decision. That was the buying decision of the of the uh, of the general public. So the consumer. So when the consumer goes out and looks at a product and makes a buying decision, uh, it was. Um, It was um, when they did this survey, it turned out that 93% of the buying decision was visual. So the way I look at it and as as um, from a product and from a property perspective, because property is a product, just like any other product that you sell on the market. um, We we do now sell our product online. Most of us, if we're if we're renting rooms or flats or even selling property so people are looking at at pictures of our product on it like on a on an online brochure so spare room to me is like an online catalog of rooms sure so if the if 93 percent of the buying decision is visual then if you've got a room that doesn't look visually appealing then you're less likely to rent the room
1: sure yeah yeah um I mean, obviously, because there's a there's huge amount of uh, options out there, isn't there, for the, these tenants, you know, and they are really uninspiring, a lot of them. So, you know, how important is it to design your property internally? And, you know, and I, and I hate to say it, and this is, you know, probably uh, really taboo, but, you know, is it a waste of money?
2: Well, that is that's a very good question. Is it a waste of money? I would say that um, that is a, is, a, is a business decision um and i'm not i don't really want to start telling everyone you know this is what you have to do uh this is the only way to do it because um you know maybe that's not really my job to say that uh but as a business decision you have to decide how you're going to put your how you're going to uh set out your stall in a very competitive market so if you feel that design is not important then how else are you going to um make your product stand out from your competitors um, are you going to compete on price, for example? You know, if you're going to compete on price, then uh, I would I would probably say that the market gets a lot tougher and busier when you're competing on price. So your other option is you compete on quality. And in property, it's generally and with kind of you know anything that uh, the general public is purchasing, it's design that you're looking at. So you either you either look at design or you look at price when the market gets busy. If if you are in a market where you can put the property onto the market and it will get let out regardless. Fair enough. Sure. Then maybe it is a waste of money. Uh, but uh, if you're, you know, in business, I think you've got to see round corners, you know, just just because today your pro- product might rent easily. What's what's going what's the market going to be like in five, five years time? Is the market going to be the same? Is the market going to be saturated? From my personal uh, point of view, uh, when I'm looking at my, my own properties, I'm kind of thinking, well, you know, what is this going to last? Is this going to look good for a long period of time? How, how's this going to uh, appeal to tenants in five years time? And and what's the market going to be like? And I've kind of seen that the market is going to get tougher and busier. And um, I need my product to stand out from my competitors. And the way I do that is through good design. So. I don't personally think it's a waste of money but I don't really want to persuade everyone that it that it that, it, that it's worth <laughs> doing because if I do that then it's going to dilute the market it means that it's going to be harder for everybody so I would say to those that really don't think it's a you know that people who don't think it's um, a worthwhile investment fair enough sure don't invest in it because it makes uh, it makes uh, it makes properties like mine look even better so
1: <laughs> very you good know. point yeah. So, do you reckon that's why sort of you know property design tends to be neglected then because people don't don't see it as important
2: i think the market's changed changed a lot in the last um in the last f- f- 5 to 7 years uh, i think that um i think that uh, the i think the market's got busier and you either you either it, it, yeah it's a difficult one um so, it's a difficult it's a difficult question to ask mm. because I just think the market's changed so w- the question was do I think it's worthwhile doing no
1: you why, think why does it get neglected why do you why think is it? oh I the... think it
2: gets neglected because I think people uh, I uh, I think that when people buy property they don't And they're focused on the deal element of of the investment cycle. So when you are looking to invest in property, your focus is on your location, on finding a property at the right price uh, and making sure that the numbers stack up. But you don't. And, but design doesn't factor into that kind of into those sets of priorities, even though if you don't pay attention to great design, if you don't have a great product, then your numbers aren't going to be as good as you you'd estimated them to be. But then you've done when people buy the when they make that purchase, they run a high at that point. You know, they've made the, they found the deal. They have found the property. Yeah, fantastic. But then starts the buying process and then enthusiasm levels quite quickly drop as you start having to do paperwork and you go through all the crap that goes with the, you know, buying the property and then you exchange contracts and then you've got to start dealing with builders and then your budget that you thought was going to be, uh, the, the budget that you had isn't, isn't enough because the builder's price goes up and then you have all these problems when the refurb starts going on and this problem and that problem and by the time you actually get to the colour scheme of the design, you're, you're fed up with it. You just yeah. want to move on. Sure. So I think that, You know, people, people don't really focus on it because they're too busy focusing on other things.
1: So, you know, obviously we're talking about, you know, obviously, because it's the last thing that people think about, isn't it? So are you saying that this should be bought in much earlier and people should be thinking about the design from the offset? You know, you buy your property, start thinking about the internal, the internal design of the property.
2: Well, let's look at this from a business perspective. okay? Property is a product or it is like, let's say, for example, if we're if we're investing in a cafe. a Mm -hmm. High Street cafe, for example, you know, you've done your research on how to run a cafe. You've done your research on which would be the best location for it. And you have bought the building. Then you've got to make the product look great. So people walk into the cafe. Um, So um, it's such a vital part structurally of the process. You know, if you if your cafe looks crap, you're not going to get customers. And yet property is exactly the same type of thing. So you buy a house. Someone's going to look at it. If it looks great, they're going to buy it. If it looks crap, they're not going to buy it. So therefore, um, you know, why is it a priority? Of course, it's a priority. It's a very big priority because it's what people buy into. It's what they see when you're actually selling the product over the period of, you know, however long you're going to own that property. Someone's got to buy it. And in, with the HMOs, you get quite a. If the property doesn't look great, you're going to get quite a quite a. You're going to get a lot of churn. You're going to get people moving in and moving out. So if you if you you know if you've got to consist, keep on finding new customers all the time. If the property looks crap, then you're going to find it really hard. Yeah. If the if the property looks good, so for me, design is is, is comes straight after the the deal's done. It, it, design it, comes before I've even thought about the specification, and I'm dealing with builders. I think about the design right at the beginning.
1: You, you know, it, it sounds really obvious, but I think perhaps people don't really understand the design process. So, can you sort of talk me through your approach to how you kind of you know design a property?
2: Okay. Um, yeah. How do I do that? Okay. <laughs> it depends on the property type. It depends on the tenant type. So for an example, I was talking to a lady today. I was doing I did a Skype consultation with a lady who's converting a building into small kind of self-contained studio rooms. And when I looked at the when we looked at the layout plan, the rooms were so small you could barely fit furniture in them. So we kind of looked at the tenant demographic looked and she was looking to get students in. And I'm saying, well, you know, as it stands now, you haven't got enough room to put a desk in. And enough storage. So we looked at putting fitted furniture in and we kind of looked at the design on the fitted furniture because that would make the rooms more user friendly um, and appeal to that demographic. So in terms of um, how do I spec the project, it all depends on who you're looking to rent it to, the room sizes, the property type, um, longevity, you know, different markets so you might want to say like for this job for example she might go for students or she might do it as serviced accommodation so you've got to look at flexibility of that accommodation as well and once you understood what your market's going to be how long you want to own it for how durable you want it to be etc then you can start looking at the specification Mm. so it's not it's not as a lot of people say well mm -hmm. we'll paint a feature wall but you know that's just a very small part mm. of the design process
1: yeah sure you know you, you know you, you talked about these feature walls and you've obviously spoken about this fitted furniture you know there's such a vast expansion of suppliers out there you know how how do you choose the materials and supplies that you use and you know do you try and replicate those with projects or is each project very very it's very, very very unique
2: well every areas uh different areas have different suppliers so for example fitted furniture for example You want to find a local supplier that's going to be fairly cheap rather than going to someone like Hammond's or something. You know, you want to find somewhere a local manufacturer. So you do have to look uh, at what's available locally. Um, Sometimes uh, you've got uh, resources like LNPG, for example, um, who are very good on certain materials. But, you know, you've got to work with a contractor. So again, it depends on how big the project is as to what materials you might want to supply. Personally, I like to minimise the amount of materials I supply down to the point where really I'm only supplying things like kitchens, lighting, door furniture, and paints, and and then obviously flooring uh, and furniture. I don't like to supply materials where there's a risk of uh, failure. So, for example, bathrooms. Um, I do not like to supply bathrooms, showers shower screens stuff like that because I know there's a really good uh, there's a really high failure rate on materials um, when you're looking at bathrooms Uh, and I don't want to be running around like a headless chicken trying to find bits that fit or you know faults that you know crack systems having to replace those so I'm very careful as to what I supply Mm. uh, to site Um, but in terms of replicating projects um, I do tend to have a basic formula and then on that basic formula, I tend to adapt that to the different type of property that I'm um, specifying. So okay. I hope that answers the question.
1: Yeah, no, it does. I mean, you're obviously incredibly passionate about what you do. So how, how do you work with people and how do you kind of get this information out there? How are you, how are you trying to sort of you know, engage with people and encourage them to sort of, you know, spend a bit more time on the design of a project? A
2: lot of people say I'm passionate about design, okay? okay yes i like design but the only reason why i like design is because i know it makes properties more profitable okay so you know like and, and it gets me more work so for example when i was started out my refurb business the only way i got more work was by making the properties look great if the properties look great they rented out really fast so then i got referrals from letting agents if I did a, if I did a job where the properties didn't really stand out, didn't look great, the properties might. T- I'm, no, I'm no different from anybody else. So I'm not quite passionate. I'm passionate about my, my business. I'm passionate about getting properties rented out really fast. So It makes me look great. And the way I do that is through design. So people say I'm passionate about design. Well, you know what? It'd be, it'd be if, if I could just get away with doing the Magnolia job. Then I'd be very passionate about doing things magnolia, but that will not get me more work. That won't get my clients' properties rented quickly. It Won't get mine rented quickly. So I, yeah, I don't know whether I'm 100 percent passionate about design. <laughs> it's just I'm passionate about getting properties rented out really fast.
1: So, so, so basically, you're a, you're a massive believer that you know the design of a pro- property really makes that much of a difference, and people should really be sort of you know thinking about it.
2: Well, the design, as you asked the first question, is 93% of potential of the buying decision is visual. Now, that basically says that design is a a major part of attracting people to buy a product. You know, whatever you buy, if it looks crap, you're not going to buy it if you've got another product that looks brilliant. And it's the same thing, be it a packet of sausages, a car, anything you know, if you're making a buying decision, you are going to look, if you've got two products sitting right next to each other, you've got one that looks great and one that doesn't look great, you're going to buy the one that looks good.
1: Yeah, of course. So, you know,
2: it's just not, this is a product here we're mm -hmm. talking about. People look at say, oh, well, I'm going to invest in property. Well, you're not. You're going to, you are going, if you're going to be a landlord, then you're not investing in property. You are going into the property business. Your job will be to rent rooms to customers and those customers are going to rent your rooms faster if they look good so your job is to make your product look great so that you get more money and you get customers quicker so in essence we all design we all have to design our products now you can choose to do a you can choose not to think about design in which case you're going to be you're going to be in amongst a lot of other people doing exactly the same thing. Or you can choose to think about design, make your product look great, and then you'll find that, well, weirdly, I've got customers that want to buy my product a lot quicker. Or, or weirdly, I'm going to make more money out of this. It's just, it's just a mindset issue and how you look at your business. You know, it, whatever business it is, you know, do we, do it, when you're doing a website, are you going to do a crappy website that looks crap? No, you're going to think, well, no, it's got to look great you know am i going to turn up to a customer looking like crap are they going to buy me if i look like crap no you're going to spend a bit on your appearance whatever it is (laughs) it's got to look good if you're selling yourself or your product to the public to the consumer so this isn't you know what we're talking about here i can't understand and i'm getting emotional passionate about (laughs) it i really don't understand why um i seem to have been levitated to this you know fantastic designer that's because you know this is just basic stuff that everybody should be doing and i just find it quite you know and i get you know i'm really surprised that i'm standing out here (laughs) because i shouldn't really be standing out you know because in any other business you would do this automatically am i not right am i not right
1: I, I I agree with you, but I think you're being incredibly modest. And I think, you know, talking to you now I can I can hear that passion in your voice and well, it's, it's I think you're being very I think you're being modest. I think you're it's being the question very question that you've modest.
2: asked. You know, it's yeah. the question that you've asked. I'm just passionate about mm. getting people to think, you know, this is not unusual here. This mm. is just business. And we are in the business of renting rooms to people. We're not landlord. You know, when you hear the word landlord, it kind of brings this image of you know, going back to, you know, Robin Hood times where we own a huge, great big plot of land. And we've got a little farming people that have got their little houses and we're the landlord and they're the workers. That's kind of how what, when you look at that word landlord, we're not landlords. We're business people. And our customers are up there and the customer comes first in business. So my job as a landlord is to create a product that my customers want to buy. And it's down to service, quality of service and design. Great looking product. That's where that's where I stand. And I can't understand why, you know, this seems so weird to people.
1: You know, I mean, God, I, I 100% agree with you and everything you're saying makes sense. I still think you're being very modest, but we'll, uh, well, <laughs> we'll leave it there. You know, you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's loads of people listening that are just thinking, you know, this, this guy's incredibly passionate and I want to talk to him. I want to learn more. So what's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: Oh, well, that's a mad one because I am so busy at the moment. Yeah, am mega busy. Um, and if they want to get in touch with me, they can um go to my website, which is www.iconliving.co.uk they can email me Uh, do you know what the thing that I really not that I hate it nowadays but you know you've got you've got uh, on my phone I've got um, I've got LinkedIn Facebook uh, what else have I got Uh, Messenger I've got WhatsApp no what not WhatsApp is it yeah WhatsApp I mean I've and I'm getting everything coming from me like bing 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 different sounds for different things and it's like what did this person contact me yesterday did i have to get back to people so i will try and get hold if someone emails me julian at iconliving.co.uk i will do my best to come back to you
1: great julian you are a star I'm going to argue again. I think you're being very modest. I think you're incredibly passionate. And I, for one, will definitely be talking to you. So I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your experience and passion oh, for design. You. And I hope it's kind of inspired listeners to perhaps think a little bit more outside the box and raise the standard of their own property designs. Okay. Think well...
2: different. That was, uh, what was it? <laughs> so who said think different? <laughs> who who said think different?
1: God, I don't know.
2: Who's the guy that did Apple? We all know. Oh, um,
1: Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Okay. not bill gates know, the bill other is. one
2: everyone knows who he is now the name oh my God, has, the name has gone out of my head It eluded me and yet he's the guy he's the man <laughs> he's dead think different think now different. you know apple for god's sake yeah i you know, think yeah. Different. i think he knew what he was doing really
1: and i hope you've kind of inspired people to think different because you know everything you've said has made perfect sense yet yeah, people, people don't do it so uh i hope you i hope you do get bombarded with messages (laughs) um okay obviously i could talk to you for hours i think you know it's amazing and like you know i'm I'm loving i'm loving your passion i'm going to keep using that word um but all that's left to say is basically thank you everyone for joining me today i hope you've enjoyed it as much as i have and i hope you've taken away some useful and thought-provoking ideas from julian julian thank you very much Pleasure, Nina. good and uh, until next time have a great week everybody thank you bye-bye
0: Thanks for listening to Your Property Podcast. If you're looking to further your knowledge in property, why not download our free beginner's guide to property investing at www.yourpropertynetwork.co.uk forward slash begin. It contains everything from how to choose the property strategy that's right for you True to how to raise funds when starting with none and how to eliminate risk and maximize profits. And if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and never miss an episode by subscribing to our weekly podcast. Until next week.